Derek Hall, the president and CEO of the D-backs, he will join us weekly during the baseball season, and that happens uh, right now on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Derek, good morning to you. Good morning, Messrs. Murata and Bickley. How are you guys? What's up, Doing D? Doing very well. I, I, I am, too. And you know what? I'm excited about Sweet 16. I mean, let's go. This is, a, this is as fun a time of year as there is. Who do you got winning this whole thing, Derek? Well, I, I have, you know, I'm, I'm conflicted. I have Gonzaga winning it, um, but I'm, you know, Amy and I, we had a kid that went to Duke, so we're big Duke fans. We went to a lot of their games over the years. We got to know Coach K and, of course, Kevin White, who was the AD there. Uh, but then again, we're also watching U of A close, even though we're devils. You know, I remember when, when we were uh, back in grad school, we'd stay up late to watch Lutz teams when they were in because, you, you know, you have, to, you have to follow them and cheer for them because they're representing us. So, uh, yes, yeah, I, I agree with that. Do I agree with that. I yeah. say stick with your Gonzaga. And your Duke feelings, Derek. <laughs> I know, Ben, but I'm sticking with Duke. But you know what? When you have those one and done guys that make up a roster, anything yeah. can happen. It's like Kentucky all over again. You know, these kids, they're kids. They're 18 years old. And although they're talented as could be, they may have the most talented and deep team, but they fall a little bit behind. They take True. low percentage shots. They don't go in the paint to Mark Williams. So, I mean, you know, and I'm screaming and throwing my remote like it's a D backs loss. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, we're, we're about a week into Cactus League games. It's great to have baseball back on the field. And- and I know it's still early in the whole process, but to have the guys back, is there anything that has stood out to you th- through your vision, Derek, on, a, on an area that you're really excited about, a, an area where you feel like this team has improved? I, I do. I mean, looking at last year, Vince, the, the areas where we had to improve was pitching late in games and also in, in picking up the ball and throwing the ball, right? I mean, we were an uncharacteristically poor team fielding last year, and that's, that's not who Tory Lovello teams are. So I, I'm glad to see that we look like we're, we're doing the things we should be doing fundamentally. But also, you know, just uh, watching guys like Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson take the, take the mound, um, yeah, you can see already that Brent Strom is having an effect on our starters and on our relievers. It, it's, I think it's an area where we needed to improve, and we're seeing it. I mean, it's been a good spring so far. You know, Merrill Kelly yesterday went out and threw three perfect innings and had eight strikeouts in three innings. It just looked like he was yeah. this season. And, yeah, I, so I see a lot of things that are exciting. And the offense is, is hit and miss, but, but at times you're seeing really good glimpses, and especially when the regulars are in there, that's when you, when you really judge it. When it comes to the defense, and, and you're right, it, it does need to improve from where it was a year ago. But I think one of the things that led to that, Derek, and maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, was all the po- positional flexibility guys playing different positions on every day and I think there are players that can succeed doing that I don't think young players necessarily are the ones to do that will we see less of that from the Diamondbacks this year we're going to have to because you're exactly right Vince I mean when you're taking a a young Varsho and Dalton's having to play behind the plate and then he's out in center field then he's in left field or Pavin Smith he's at first base then right field you know that that is tough for these guys and then they're cutting their teeth you know they're trying to get comfortable at the big league level so I think we're going to see less of it I know that Tory's focused on getting guys more regular in positions, um, but but I'm with you 100. percent I think that was a lot of the reason, and we had such a rotating door. You know, we had so many injuries and so many guys coming up from AAA. Uh, it, it's tough for them to you know to to get into the big leagues and have to play a, a position that either they're not used to or just again trying to adjust to the big leagues in, it, in itself is a challenge. Mm-hmm. Christian Robinson was once a decorated prospect with, with the organization. Got into some legal troubles that have been fairly complicated to navigate. Can, can you clear up where is he at in the whole process? I know he's been a limited participant in camp. At least he was early. Yeah, Dan, he's here. Um, you know, he's at, uh, at, at 
our spring facility. Um, he's doing well. He's really doing well. He is a top prospect, and, and he looks great. I mean, this kid is hes just chiseled. He's huge, and he's got great power. He's got really five tools. So the sooner that we can get him uh, back on track and out at uh, in affiliate will be great. But we're, we're, he's working through that. You know, he's still got some, some legal issues, but uh, his head is on right. He's got a great attitude. He's working hard, and he looks great. President and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks, Derek Hall, our weekly guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Bick and I were talking about uh, this a bit yesterday, and, and I know there's a, a number of reasons for it, but it, it, early on the Cactus League attendance has been down uh, mm-hmm. so far. How much of a concern is that, and what do you think the biggest reason is for that at this point, Derek? Well, I think it's because there was uncertainty whether when we were going to play, not whether we were going to play, but when. And so, you know, tickets didn't go on sale until real late. I think we also lost a window of spring break, which you have fans from all over the country coming to see their teams or just coming to see spring training in, in particular. And, you know, for us, we're used to seeing 13,000 fans at every one of our games. And when you're seeing anywhere from 5 to 10, sure, it looks different. It feels different. But I, I think that's the main reason. Is some of it uh, a hangover from the lockout? Could be. And, and again, that's why we have to do our best job in, in building it back and getting that trust back and mm-hmm. uh, from our fans. Our fans have been so patient. You know, one of the messages I delivered to our players on the first day of workouts was, we have to do this together now. And, you know, the guy in the back of the room right there, raise your hand, Gonzo. Yep, his number's retired. Why? Because he was a great player, number one. But number two, probably more importantly, he was a fan favorite because he signed every autograph, he took every picture, he visited hospitals. You guys have to do that now. And when I look out and I see our guys going down the line before a game and signing autographs like no other team in the Cactus League. I'm proud of that, and we have to do more. In fact, you know, we're going to give our fans a little nod and say thank you for hanging in there with us. And anybody that buys a ticket for our first homestand, those first six games, as a way of saying thank you, we're going to let them buy uh, get a get a ticket to a future game for free. So it's basically nice. buy one get one, um, as long as they buy one for the first homestand. So well, yes, cool. I think that plays into it, and, and we have to we have to do as much as we can to get them back. I know you're very very good when it comes to 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 that sort of thing um, in terms of outreaching and staying. In contact with with fans when when the lockout was settled or lifted whatever you had told the story about the fan who emailed you said that's it i'm done and you tried to get him back and he's like nope that's it i'm done and he's back (laughs) <laughs> he is back. Yeah, that, that was a great story. And this was someone from day one. He had great seats, front row. Um, you know, and he wrote me. He was frustrated. He said, I'm, I'm done. And I wrote him back. Please hang in there. We're going to be okay. We're going to play ball. We have to go through these things every five years. And I explained why. He said, nope, I appreciate the outreach. I appreciate the response, but I'm done with it. I'm finished. And then, you know, when we did settle a week and a half, two weeks ago, he, he was one of my first emails. And it said, baseball's back. And so am I. <laughs> so I, I think we had a lot of that, you know, which is so cool. But, Bick, I, you know, there were some that, that fallen off and that's in any work stoppage in any sport and mm-hmm. I again I witnessed it in 94 95 like no other time I thought we may have been heading there this time thank goodness we didn't and I think we had minimal damage but again we still have to repair what damage we did even if it was minimal you know shame on us Let, let's bring those fans back and say thank you Derek Hall our guest here on Bickley and Murata mornings uh, and with the lockout getting solved the new CBA being agreed upon and everybody getting back to work I, I think there was a lot of positive response to some of the rule changes that will take place either next year, uh, this year or next year, Derek. But one of them that was uncertain, and now we have certainty on it, was the return of the extra inning, for lack of a better term, ghost runner. Mm -hmm. I know the players like that. I don't know if the managers and the coaching staffs do, but I think the fans overall hate it. Have you got any feedback on, on that rule coming back for 2022? 
I think the fans greatly disliked it when it was first announced, and then I think when they saw it play out uh, during the pandemic, they actually liked it. And it's part of international play, as you know. So I think it's it's a great way, and it's what strategy are you going to use? Are you going to move the runner over? Or are you not because of the analytics? Uh, I think it's fun, and you know, it's not actually a. We keep calling it a ghost runner, yeah, yeah. and that's that. Which which you're right. I mean, that's what they call it, but it's actually what a complimentary runner, a tie breaking runner. I'm not yeah, sure because it's an right. actual runner. Right. Who made There's the no ghost out. involved, I, right? It, yeah, but I think I think it's great. I, I actually love it. Um, I was a fan of the seven-inning doubleheaders. So was Big. Big, yeah, big I'm, one, seven-inning single-headers. Yes, I am. I, I'm big, sorry. I am. I am, too. And I'm a huge traditionalist and purist. And I got to tell you, seven innings felt right. Yeah, you know? so, it does. I mean, I, I think it's something we got to look at in the future, especially if you're going to play double-headers. No, yeah, but music to my ears. It also indeed. cost yeah. Mad Bum a no-hitter, but we won't talk about that, Derek. Well, he still had one. He still had a penny. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Derek, great to talk to you, as always. We'll talk to you again next Thursday.